0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fourth episode of the Gambling Couch podcast. I am joined here by my new co-host, Andrew Feigenbaum. Andrew, why don't you want to introduce yourself to the people?
1: Uh, Man, I don't know how much there is else to talk about. Uh, I mean, Andrew Feigenbaum, one of the founders of the Gambling Couch, the OG Gambling Couch, even though I didn't live there. Uh, Just ready to talk some sports, nothing much else. Let's get right into it.
0: Yeah, no, Feigenbaum was uh, definitely a presence on the gambling couch every single weekend, every single night, pretty – every single night, pretty much. Andrew either slept on our couch or was there until 2.30. So that's just and how he rolls. He's, he's one of us. Exactly. He's one of us. So we're going to talk about – quickly, uh, we're going to recap Celtics' key game three. I had the over in that game, which hit. I also had Celtics' first half, which got fucking slammed. Andrew, did you get – did you uh, make some money or get fucked in that game too?
1: Uh, I did not have a play in the game – Um, boy, yeah, the series has just been, the only game I bet was the first game of the series. I bet the Heat, just because the Celtics coming off of a long series, but I mean, this series has just been all over the place. I thought after game two, the Celtics would take control, um, and then game three, they just completely flopped. So I just, I haven't really been able to get a good read, and there's been so many players in and out of the lineup.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, it's it's that's definitely impacted the game for sure. Rob will missing last game obviously was huge for Bam and the Heat, but you know I think it's really tough to bet these games because the spreads are are really they're really difficult, especially tonight's game which we just watched, and um, I didn't bet a side, but I bet the under finally, which hit in a, in a big big way. So I mean, you know, it's it's been really hard series to bet just because no game has seemed close, although the spreads reflect otherwise. So it's going to be a tough series to bet through and throughout. I think that if you go 50%, that's a win because of how fucking flip-flop this has been. But yeah, no, um, it's been a great series. So moving on, we're going to talk about, we're going to preview game four, Mavs, Warriors, Feigenbaum. We got a minus one spread in favor of the Mavericks. Warriors, um, Warriors are plus one. Total uh, over-under is 215. Mavericks down 3 nothing at home, Feig. What do you what do you see happening uh, with relation to the spread?
1: I mean, obviously the spread a little similar to last game. Uh, boy, I was really surprised. I had, that was for a big play for me on uh, on Sunday. Um, honestly, it looked like a great play too. It's just Kleba and Bullock couldn't even get a shot to fall. Um, they were getting really good looks, and unfortunately, the way the just the way the Mavericks are set up, they can't have down nights from their role players. They don't have, I mean, their next best guys, Jalen Brunson, the Warriors just have too much firepower and you have to play just such a higher brand of basketball when you play them. Uh, That being said, boy, 3-0 games are really tough to bet. Um, Boy, that, that, that loss felt really deflating. I normally don't go this way, but I think if I have a lean, I might go Warriors here, but, I mean, it's really tough. I, I don't know if I have much feel. Betting a game 3 out is always pretty tough.
0: This, this game is, is so interesting because we thought, you know, backs against the wall, Mavericks would have come out and put up a much stronger performance in game 3. Like we said, the role players uh, obviously didn't show up. I talked about that on the TikTok that I put out today as well because I had the Mavericks as my play yesterday. It, it's interesting because Mavericks are, you know, mentally thinking this series is over. Let's just flop. But you know, the NBA, it's got a little, got a little input in these games. I think, I think they're going to want to make one, uh, you know, make money off of one more game. So I think this, I think the Mavericks can take this in a pick them. Honestly, uh, I like obviously minus one, but just take the money line at that point. Um, but the total, the total intrigues me. It's 215 and a half. We both know these teams can score. It's just, it's just what are the attitudes going to be like coming into the game for the players? That's really what's going to impact uh, the total well, and the spread, but mainly the total, because if they're coming out in kill mode and go mode, I could see this game going under. But if they're just coming out all relaxed, and just shooting up shots and, you know, the defensive intensity is lacking, I could I could obviously see this going over. So it, I, I really don't know what's a what's a pick here. What do you think? What do you think? Frank?
1: Uh, in terms of an over/under, it, I think it really depends. How, I mean, as you said, how the game starts off, in particularly the mat from last game, the Mavs never had any real control over that game, and if you saw, the crowd was just taken out of it. Like they, they really couldn't cut it underneath anything under eight. And at the end of the day, it's really about they got to hit their shots. Um, I thought they actually played for the most part pretty good defense but they allowed way too many second chance opportunities uh, I guess with that being said on a um, on a pick um, I gotta assume it's it's uh, the Mavs have to, to shoot a little bit better particularly Kleber and Bullock I, I feel like it's probably got to go over I mean Bullock had been really really good this playoffs he's got a quick release he's been really good from that corner dinwiddie Woody's been playing well I feel like the Warriors. As long as the Mavericks have that pace where they are able to put up points, the Warriors can match or at least yep. follow. Um, it's really just you, they got to hit their catch-and-shoot shots because is finding them. And he's finding them with considerable space.
0: Yeah, I, they have to hit the shots, right? You, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You, you know, if Bullock hits a couple of those threes, the biggest thing that I caught up on in that game was when he was missing those threes the crowd could just never just flip that switch and turn that corner and get to that next level that they need to get to to really impact the game and you know the Mavericks never got below eight points for a while but they were just right there the whole time they'd go down 12 hit a three uh they just didn't hit that those couple shots that they usually hit to cut it to you know a five-point game a three-point game and if you know the Warriors were playing very well offensive there's no doubt about that 109 points is, is pretty good but, uh, you know, the Mavericks, I think, are going to hit their shots tomorrow, so I, I do see this going over, but I, I, like I said, it all depends on the attitude of the players now they come out. If they're looking to just kind of flop and, and say, all right, let's, let's just go win it at home, but I don't think the Warriors do that realistically, and I think the Mavericks want to win one at home, so... With that being said, I'm gonna go over. Uh, that's gonna probably be my play in that game. Realistically, it's it's a tough game to bet. You know, game four is where it's a three nothing three nothing game like you or series like you said. Vague. It's 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 tough because so much can happen. You know, it's it, it really just it's like this could be a Mavericks twenty point win or it could be a Warriors twenty point win, and I wouldn't be surprised by either result. So you know, the Warriors are kind of looking to get that extra time off now that the Celtics game is or Celtics series is tied two two. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm excited. For the game. They really, they really
1: just have to start off. Well, um, they can't get off to cold start or they need to be like really aggressive on the glass. They allowed way too many um, second chance points. I mean, I know Looney, you know, Looney has developed into a pretty solid rim protector. Um, he's a great player for the Warriors, but you can't be getting dominated as much as they did on those second chance points you give the Warriors that many second chance or that you get the Warriors that many offensive rebounds. They've got too many good shooters on the outside to kick it to. And they're just too smart. Like like with their passing. I mean, it's really impressive. Like some of their cutting, some of their ability just to do like little things like that for easy buckets.
0: Yeah. They, they play phenomenal basketball. They're looking like 2016 warriors. And the fact that, you know, in the way they're playing, they got, they, you know, they got away from that in the past couple of years with injuries and shit like that. But, they're so fun to watch. They move the ball so well, and you know when there's when there's a problem or there's a mismatch or someone lost a guy on an offensive rebound, they're gonna exploit that. We saw Clay backdoor cut. You just see the Warriors having open guys on the three point line at the rim. Uh, Wiggins has been playing phenomenally. So yeah. the Warriors are the Warriors are scary. Um, but I think if the Mavericks can can come out hot, I think if the role players get going early, I think this goes over. But if the Mavericks come out and throw up another dud game like the, like they did previously with Kleber, um, Kleber hasn't been able to hit his fucking shots at all. He's also scared to take them at this point. The TNT crew, oh yeah, so timid. He looks yeah. scared. Uh, Brunson obviously is going to be Brunson. I think he's going to put up a good performance again. Uh, Bullock obviously is not going to have that game again. I really fucking hope not. You can't really go worse than than over ten or over. He's, he's been great for almost. He's been he's been phenomenal. Too.
1: Yeah. And he kept, he kept shooting too. And it looked like it was different when Cleveland was shooting. You could tell like he was hesitating yep. on a couple of his shots. When Bullock was shooting, he kept letting it go. As long as you're just not going to have a good night. Like it happens. Right. It just it happens. It's so you got to yeah, right. yeah. keep shooting. Yeah. But it's you unfortunate keep that it happened to two players. It's just a, that's <laughs> the unfortunate part. It happened to two players. And unfortunately, if it happens to two players, it's just kind of a perfect storm against you. It's just, you're not going to get the win.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, Berton's as well off the bench hasn't been shooting well. So I think I think the Mavericks can have one game where they light it up from three. uh, And I really think that this game can go over. So with that being said, I'm going to take the over as an official play. When we come back, we're going to go over some MLB plays, NHL plays for tomorrow. Uh, So we're going to go over some plays, some props, spreads, total. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to discuss some MLB plays for tomorrow. Five. Why don't you give us uh, your first play of the day for tomorrow, which is May twenty fourth. Recording this at eleven forty five on May twenty third. So May twenty fourth plays. Five. Give us your first.
1: Uh, my first play. I got Tampa Bay um, money line minus one sixty. Uh, Shane McClanahan's pitch against Pablo Lopez. Um, thought process here. You know, the Marlins, it's all about what the Marlins, can they score enough? I think the pitching matchup is a little bit more equal than what people may see on paper. Pablo Lopez had been pitching to a one ERA in the month of April, and he's due for a little aggression. Obviously, he is a great pitcher, but I feel like the Rays, they're pretty scrappy. They always kind of find a way, and I could see them winning this game on some small play. Two one three two, two zero. In um, my second play, I have, I have, the Padres money line. It's plus money. Uh, I do not see what their odds are, but it is plus money because Milwaukee's minus one thirty five. Um,
0: I see. Uh, I see plus one. This is all right. for me. I see. Plus I see 110, plus one ten.
1: Okay. Um. Hey, the Padres have got. They've got. They're up against a tough pitcher, Corbin Burns. He has shown a couple leaks recently and this is me betting on Blake Snell to have a good outing um if you can control I would say the offenses are a little similar but the Padres just really hot um and they're a surprise team in my opinion this year especially with Tatis out for as long as he is so I'm gonna go Padres money line and raise money
0: line love it I love it um the Rays are a team that you know, unfortunately, lost me some money the other night against the Orioles when they lost in extras. That that hurt, but I like the Rays. McClanahan's been fucking phenomenal this year. Um, I could I could see them getting the job done at home. But my first play for tomorrow is going to be Dodgers run line. Look, they just uh they just absolutely demolished the fucking Nationals today. They ended up winning the game, I believe, ten nothing, ten to one. Uh, you know, their their bats are uh hitting well. Obviously, they're minus two fifty money line. So. You know Jonas Gray. They just traded, uh, for they just traded him a couple years ago. So the, obviously the Dodgers know him well. What you know, what his stuff is, what he likes to throw, and Walker Bueller. You know what, what you know, how how much can you say about this guy? He's five and one, two eight nine ERA. He's dealing the fucking lights out. So I really like the Dodgers on the run line here, minus uh, one and a half. Obviously, I can also see this game going under. Opened at nine and jumped down at eight and a half. That's a lean, but mainly I like the Dodgers with the run line tomorrow to light up Jonas Gray and uh, give the give the Nationals some really big problems two days in a row. My second play, I'm really liking this Red Sox money line tomorrow against the White Sox at plus 145. Pivet is on the bump. I know he's two and four with a 4-2-2, but he just came off an outing where he pitched a complete game and gave up one run, I believe, one run only to the, to the Mariners in our four game sweep of them. So, you know, he's he's obviously coming off a high. I know people can say it's a, it's a good letdown spot for him, but I, I think he's I think he figured something out. When he's on, he's on, and I think he's dialed in right now, and I think he's going to pitch a phenomenal game. So getting the Sox at plus money here with our bats hitting the way they are. We just swept the Mariners. We put up a bunch of runs in every single game. I really like the Sox here with plus money tomorrow against the White Sox. Um, and then my final play of the day, you know, I'm gonna have to do it, Fag. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna take the fucking Mets money line. You know what? I'm gonna take the Mets money line at plus money. I should have done it today and I didn't. I'm kicking myself right now because they had Cobb on the bump and Cobb's great. You know, and Webb is also phenomenal, but Bassett's great too. Bassett is four and two with the two seven seven. Webb is five and one three five four. The Mets bats are hitting really well right now. They've been rolling. Um, you know, getting the Mets at plus money anytime with the way they've been playing is obviously. It's definitely a win. Uh, I know the Giants are obviously a great team, 22 and 18. They got a lot of studs. They got a lot of stud pitchers and good hitting too. And, you know, they got Yastrzemski, who's a very great contact hitter and can drive in a lot of runs. But, you know, I think that – I think the Mets can get it done. They won – They won, or they're winning tonight. They're about to win today. Sorry. Uh, they're up 6-2 to two in the bottom of the seventh with two outs. So, you know, I, I think they're just going to – I think the Mets are rolling. You know, I don't really see anything slowing them down right now. They're just – they're the hottest team. They're the best team in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, I,
1: I'm look, I'm looking at that game too, and I I do like the over in that game. Um, I do think even though there are two, both they're both the pitchers on the mound are both very good. Um, both the offenses always tend to match up pretty well. The Giants are always pretty scrappy. They always can manage some runs, and I believe the Mets with how the Mets have been playing, putting the ball in play, stealing bags. I believe that the number can get to seven or higher. So I'll yeah, add yeah, over I, I absolutely seven see that.
0: my card. Over seven of the card? Yes. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right, let's move on to some NHL fight. We have two games tomorrow. We got Canes Rangers. Canes, uh, or sorry, Rangers open up at minus 115 at home. Carolina leads to one. Rangers just beat the uh, Hurricanes at home three to one. So what are we, what are we thinking for tomorrow? I mean, this is you know this is a there's a great game this is a great game i don't really know what to say this fucking game is so exciting I'm, i can't wait to watch this
1: yeah i mean <clears throat> i know we talked about it earlier the only play i would have is rangers uh rangers money line which is looking yeah. at minus 115 right now um must win they they lose going to carolina down 3-1 carolina's got two games to to win it at home i mean i i i wouldn't like those chances especially with how good Carolina is um, must win backs against the wall. I would go with the more desperate team here.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree, but I agree because, you know, we just watched the Bruins against the Canes play a seven game series and the home team won every single game. I, I think that really speaks volumes in the NHL. I think home, home court uh, or home ice advantage, sorry, is a lot more valuable you know, the Carolina uh, Hurricanes obviously don't play great on the road if they didn't win a single game in Boston. They haven't won again. They lost the other day against the, uh, against the Rangers. So I really feel like the Rangers get it done tomorrow. That's going to be definitely a play on my card. You know, it's minus 115. I could see it, you know, going really either way because of how evenly matched the teams are on the ice. But I think the fact that the Hurricanes are on the road and the fact that, you know, uh, New York needs this game, I, I, I love the Rangers tomorrow. So our second game... Of the doubleheader on ESPN is Flames Oilers. Oilers open up a minus 120. Edmonton leads the series two to one. You I, you know, five, you can make an argument that you know this is another game for the more desperate team here, which is the flames. They gotta get this win going back home.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, I know obviously the battle of Canada. I was listening to you know, Calgary, a lot of those people that are from Calgary, it's more of the You know, the white collar workers versus Edmonton, the blue collar workers. So, definitely a little bit of a rivalry going on. Um, Edmonton's just got so much firepower on offense and they're at home. Uh, I mean, I don't have a play here, but boy, it's, it really feels like for Edmonton, if they can, if they can win this game going up 3 1 away, you kind of are, you're playing with a couple games to just play with there. but I don't have a play. If I had a lean, probably go with the home team. You know, home ice is so valuable in NHL.
0: Yeah, it's definitely more valuable than I would say in a, you know, NBA. Uh, I think NFL, obviously it has a lot more value than uh, the NBA, but we've seen the Celtics series, uh, both series now where, you know, and actually the first series too, we won two on our home floor then we won two in Brooklyn. So, you know, we the away team won four out of the seven games in the Bucs series and now we've seen a 2 2 split of home and away games when it comes to the Heat Celtic series. But, you know, home ice, man, it, it's so much more valuable. Oilers, like you said, they fucking McDavid. They have so much firepower. They're rolling. Um, they just also were way too close against the Kings. That series was a little scary for a minute for the Oilers, mm-hmm. but I, I would lean the home team to minus 120. You don't really, you're not really sacrificing much, but. You, know, you don't have to pay a lot of juice for home ice, which I think is huge because I think the Oilers are a better team at the moment, the way they're playing. So I would lean the Oilers, but I'm definitely adding the Rangers to my card. So that sums up our N- uh, NHL and MLB plays for tomorrow, excuse me, which is May 24th. With that being said, when we come back, we are going to give our final total cards for you guys for tomorrow's slate so that you can either tail us, fade us, uh, see what we got, see what we like what we don't like so uh yeah stay tuned for that and we'll be right back welcome back everybody we are here uh to go over our final cards for may 24th feig why don't we start with your card uh we have the rangers money line mets over seven Rays 160 padres plus 110 and over 215 in the mavericks warriors game why don't you tell us your favorite play uh from that slate or from your from your card
1: uh, my favorite play, Rays minus 160. Um, I think the Rays will be able to match up well from a hitter standpoint against Pablo Lopez. <clears throat> uh, the key to them, get them out of the game. Um, they're a good team for on-base percentage purposes, OPS. Um, and I think that McClanahan will be able to neutralize a compromised Marlins
0: lineup. Yeah, I, I like the play, too. So we're going to go over my card, and then we're going to wrap this podcast up. I got the Mets money line, Rangers money line, Sox money line, Dodgers run line, and over 215 in the Mavericks and Warriors game as well. My play uh, of the of my card and my favorite play in this card is the uh, Rangers money line tomorrow at home. I think it's got to be their. I think it has to be their game. I think they really get it done on the home ice. You know Carolina's not great on the road. They got momentum. They need this game, or else this, this series is over because Carolina is an impossible place to play. I think the Rangers can even the series up at two-two tomorrow at MSG. Place is going to be fucking rocking. So that's going to be my lock. So we're going to parlay. If you want to follow us, we got a little mortal lock parlay here. We're going to parlay the Rays money line at minus one hundred and sixty with the Rangers money line at minus one hundred and fifteen tomorrow. We're going to post it on the Twitter. Uh, which is gambling couch one it's linked in the link tree and then also stay tuned because one of those plays will be our play which we post on tiktok tomorrow so with that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in today's podcast uh Fog, any closing words
1: uh just for the baseball listeners the mets are hot, the mets
0: are the hot. Mets. lgm they're it's, hot it's all like about the mets, baby. just hit a
1: two-run bomb Look at that. as we're doing it. They're up eight, two. They're up eight, two right now. They're beating up on the giants.
0: Why don't oh, we just win the, and why, they just hit just another win the home run? Mar- let's Canada, just win another 92. series. Can't wait! Well, you know, when oh. can is hitting dingers? The bets are in a great spot. All right. Ladies we'll and gentlemen, good. thank you for listening. Episode five coming on uh Thursday. Sorry, this is tomorrow's coming out on Tuesday. Episode five coming Thursday. Five co host will be here for every every podcast that he can make. So yeah, uh, have a great day.